Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi everyone, my name is Claire O'Shea and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss a topic that has affected every person on this planet, which is fear and failure. It is so common to have fears about failure with our everyday life, but these emotions can be heightened as a business owner. And sometimes it feels like everything is up to us in order to have things running smoothly, not to mention to make a living enough to pay ourselves and our team members. It can be super stressful because we put all of this pressure on ourselves in order to avoid ever making any mistakes. But the truth is we all make mistakes, fail and adjust accordingly. And it is part of entrepreneurship and living as a human being. The thing we must be able to do is keep moving forward and evolve our business without having a complete breakdown or crisis every time something doesn't go exactly our way or even work out at all. We must have the tools in order to face these fears as well as differentiate what is really happening and that we are fabricating sometimes in our minds. In this episode, I'm going to run you through my personal tips on how to overcome fear and failure as a business owner. And the purpose of having these tools is being able to look at situations from a different perspective in order to really gauge a solution and tactfully move forward. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys straight away. There is days and periods of time where I don't even, I can't even apply the tips I'm going to give you. But when I am working my best and when my, feel like my brain is in order and everything's sort of aligning up as it should be, I can process it better and move forward with these tips. But there is some times where, you know, you do have to allow yourself to kind of sit in it a little bit to then be able to move forward. And that's just a part of it as well. So I don't want you to think that, I am perfect at doing this in any way and I don't have any failures. It happens to me all the time and I just wanted to make sure that going forward in this episode, you know that I'm sharing this information with you to be able to try and help and support you and know that I'm still on my own learning journey as well. Now, this is also super relevant as I posted in a group recently for a friend who is also a studio owner about how she's burnt out and potentially she's thinking about selling and how to go about it and you know I was sort of more asking for tips and advice on like the selling process as I haven't been through it and was wanting to be able to give her some information but in saying that lots of people were sharing with me on it about how they think about it quite a lot and that you know it's the business dance studios in general or you know just owning any business in general I would imagine There are times when you just kind of think like, oh my gosh, you know, I guess the grass is always greener or this is too stressful and it's just enough. And for a lot, and you know, not for a lot, but maybe for some people, you know, the right thing to do would be to sell. And that is, there's nothing wrong with that. That is not a failure and I'm not connecting this in that way at all. But what I was interested to see was as well, a lot of people who go like, oh, you know, I've had those feelings. Absolutely. But, you know, I worked through it and I'm so glad I did because it was just a phase and now you know I'm in year 10 or 15 or 30 or whatever and I am just you know loving my business I've restructured it in a way to ensure that you know I actually love it and this was a really kind of interesting thought for me and I've obviously shared it with my friend but I just wanted to kind of touch base with you guys before I go through my tips today to let you know if you are struggling like it's okay to reach out to people like if you feel like you need help I would 
be more than happy for you guys to email me or uh, chat to me on Instagram. You can find me at Claire O'Shea Coaching and I get all of my DMs. So feel free to reach out or like I did for my friend, like reach out on a Facebook group to people who are also in the same situation. So I just wanted to let you know you're not alone and I hope that the tips in today's episode will help you move past like smaller situations and issues that might pop up for you as you run your business day to day, week to week, year to year. So without any further delay, let's dive straight into the show. My first question for you to really kind of think about is what is the worst that could actually happen? And any situation we put ourselves out there like trying something new or different, we put ourselves at risk of things going in opposition to what we actually might want. But that doesn't mean it will go that way. But when we really think about it, sometimes it's good to actually kind of identify what is the worst that can actually happen. And when we think of the absolute worst outcome possible, The reality is the likelihood of that actually happening is so much smaller than you think. And if you think the world's going to end and everyone will leave your studio and every absolutely thing will fail, you know, that's fine. You can think that and that's like if that's a thought that's coming into your head. But the fact is they are such extreme circumstances and it would take a lot for them to ever occur. And yes, like with, with regards to losing students and stuff, you know, people lose some students, you could have a bad teacher or just a bad season or just, you know, people leaving and going as they do naturally. But things would have to be very extreme and very drastic for you to go from like 100 students to 20 or from 300 to 100 or from like 50 to 10 or from like 10 to 1. Like you'd have to be quite extreme and so I just want you to keep that in mind as these thoughts are coming into your head but this exercise can also help gain perspective in order to grasp the reality of the situation and that being said there is no reason to actually dwell on these fears when you can replace them with positive and proactive thought patterns but from there once you've kind of identified what your fears actually are you can come to terms with what you are actually afraid of with this particular situation or your business as a whole. And there is a simple writing exercise to help you with this. And I encourage you to try it out whenever you are really, you know, kind of dwelling on something or stressing on something for a particular reason. Or for instance, one of the main things I can think of just off the top of my head is, you know, preparing for your concert or recital. Sometimes there is a bit of extra stress involved, like a couple of weeks before or the week before, or whenever you start to think about it and sometimes I like to go to people okay well what is the worst thing that's actually going to happen like no one comes or like you lose power like all of these things have a solution and at the end of the day you know it's definitely going to be okay so with this writing exercise I recommend people writing out their problem the fear the situation and then write out what is the best action to take in order to avoid this happening so you could literally write out like you know, no one will buy tickets, um, you know, all the students won't turn up at the right time, blah, 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 blah. And then you next column, you can write the different things to solve this. So like the power outage one, that's sort of more of out of your control, but you could say, you know, check in with the venue to see if they have backup generators or, you know, check the weather report to make sure there's no storms. Like, you know, you can kind of get extreme, but 
it's sometimes good to kind of have a backup plan if your brain is a type of brain that kind of dwells and overthinks things, which, you know, happens to a lot of people. And then the number two in this exercise is to write out what you would do if this would actually happen. So that's in that second column that I already did. So from there, you can come face to face with your fear and kind of face it with logic and the rest is out of your control. And a good example, again, is that famous drip graph where it says, can you do anything about it? If the answer is yes, then don't worry. If the answer is no, then don't worry. And set yourself up with success by starting with what your fear really looks like. So take notice that it may be much smaller than you actually think and the likelihood of it actually happening can be even smaller again. And also on the flip side, like we as I mentioned earlier, is that you know it's really great to start training your brain as well to focus more on the positive and on the flip side again i encourage you to also start exercises to focus on this positive element and daily mantras or gratitude lists or even just taking a few moments if you know writing things out isn't really your style like even when you're in the shower or uh, when you're driving or when you're having your morning coffee, just take a few moments to yourself each day to focus on what has worked really well and what you are grateful for in your business. And by focusing on that, it can really start to like shift your mindset. So rather than your brain automatically always going to kind of scarcity or scared thought processes, it can start looking for the positives and kind of just skimming past those negative thoughts all the time which is a fantastic thing if you are able to start to train your brain to do that. My next pointer is to rethink and redefine failure and even the word failure I think just comes with it's just so loaded like people just get so like twitchy and like uncomfortable about it but all of us have been taught that failure is bad and winning is good and that's not you know our fault it's just a part of our culture I think and it is ingrained in us through you know movies and sports competitions and so on and there are winners and losers and that is black and white but if you fail you did something bad this is what sometimes your brain thinks and if you won you did something good and it has gone as far as if you fail you are bad and good if you don't and this puts a stunt in our growth really as humans from a very young age to think we should never do anything wrong and if we do nothing will go right for us and this is so 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 wrong failing is just simply trying and if you don't like the word failing just say I tried and I honestly like just talking about this point I'm laughing because I it's like a joke with me and my students particularly like my senior competition students and things that if they do their dance like I never like I'm not the teacher that's like that was terrible like rah 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 I always go "Mm, that was good trying and then they know like oh well that wasn't our best but they tried like there still was an element of trying and I'm not saying they failed but I never say that and it just sort of made me laugh but if something doesn't work you can try again adjust and move forward and then it might sometimes get to a point where you go okay I've tried that three or four or five times you know what Like that's just not going to work for us. And that's okay. At least you tried. And we see so many accomplished individuals, companies and inventions in the public eye, but this didn't happen overnight. A great analogy and one that we would all know is Apple. And how many versions do we have of the iPhone and how many do we have currently? There is a new one coming out practically every year and upgrades don't mean the first version was bad, but simply being modified and advanced as time goes on. 
but I can't even think or imagine what amount of experimenting and prototypes made in labs we never even knew about. And most of us just see the end product and think we could never make something that good, not knowing there was probably hundreds or thousands of failed versions before then. And this can apply to your business as well. Like what if you try something that totally flops? And I empathize that it can be hard, especially when you and your team have worked so hard to get there. But we must be able to look at failure objectively and be able to rethink failure or trying as a bad thing and simply reframe it to simply being an experiment. Something didn't work out, so we try again, make adjustments, ask for feedback, look back, take out what we don't like, and then try again some more. And you are not a failure if something doesn't go to plan, but simply a doer. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I'm going to say that one more time. You are not a failure if something doesn't go to plan, but simply a doer. My last point starts off with a beautiful quote and one I'm sure you've heard before and it says what if I fail oh but my darling what if you fly and that was Erin Hansen and I'm sure many of you like I said have heard this famous quote which leads me to my last point and we've established how failure is not a bad thing but simply one outcome from trying something new We have thought the worst, gained a broader perspective and have created a solution to all outcomes. So now comes the best part. What if everything goes to plan or even better than you thought? Also, what if you just learn and grow from the experience? If we can conquer the worst, we can prepare and expect the best. And you can do the same writing exercise as my first point, but reverse it. What would you do if everything goes perfectly? And what will you do to ensure it does? Although there is a possibility of failure or a different outcome with any risk or action within our businesses, the same can go with the polar opposite. Another quote I love is, if you want to predict the future, create it. And that's by Peter Drucker. We have so much more power than we think. Fear is always going to be there, but it doesn't have to dictate our actions. And what would it look like if you didn't fail? We need to be able to visualize our dream outcome in order to even come close to it. And it's totally fine to be aware of fear and understand failure. But remember, that is only a defense mechanism in our system to protect ourselves. And it doesn't mean it's true, right, or even a reality as we define our own success and we have outcomes that do go in our favor and if you could have everything you've ever wanted to come true within your business you need to have a clear vision of what that looks like because the truth is that it is absolutely a positive outcome and better yet it is on its way to you right now so I hope you enjoyed these tips today I know it's a bit of a heavy subject as I too have experienced failure and still do firsthand it can be ugly it can be messy and even having us questioning our worth and I just I feel this so much and it's really relevant to me and so many other people at different times of our lives weeks years even sometimes our days but if we use these three steps we can see things from a much bigger picture and realize it is only a small aspect of a big puzzle that is your business and life failure can even lead to a big and beautiful thing and sometimes things don't work out because they weren't meant to and life was leading you elsewhere to the real place you want to be or even need to be even if it doesn't look like it right now and remember you also create your own success and that there is always a possibility of things falling into place but we cannot let fear stand in our way 
If there is anything in particular in your business regarding fear or you've experienced failure and need a second opinion, I want to remind you that I offer free discovery calls for those looking to get real tangible solutions and possibly work together to see how I can help. So if you're wanting to learn more, feel free to head on over to claireochecoaching.com forward slash discovery. And I hope you all have a great day wherever you are in the world. And I look forward to speaking with you really soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.